Berachim Abayim, and welcome to Chazak's Torah Talks, Chazak Tuesday program with a special guest. Tonight we have with us all the way from Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Avi Wiesenfeld, Shlita Rav Wiesenfeld, Shalom Aleichem, Baruch Haba, how you doing? Baruch Hashem, great to be here. Thank you very much for the schos. Ah, amazing. The rabbi's energy is just Chazish and Baruch Hashem. You feel it from the screen. We hear about it all over. Yeshiva based David and the Shiurim, and the Dafyomi, and the Sfarim, Yagda, Torah, and the, we're going to be talking about the Shabbat, the amazing Shabbat that Baruch Hashem, Chazdeh thank you Hashem, thank God we have as a Jewish people. But before we get to tonight's topic, Rabbi, if uh, you could give us a little bit more background about the Rav, and the great work you're involved with. Okay, thank you so much. Once again, it's really a schos to be here, to be part of this incredible program of spreading Torah in such an amazing, amazing way. So thank you for the opportunity to be able to do that. So I myself, as my accent gives away, can't hide it, come from London, England. Uh, I had a wonderful, wonderful upbringing over there. I came to Eretz Yisrael, I came to Israel as a yeshiva bacha. My original plan was actually to come to Israel and be in yeshiva for about six months. I had a business up and running. I uh, wasn't so into the learning, so to say. I wanted to just come be yotzev to what everybody else did, so I'm going to do the same thing. And here I am over 22 and a half years later, I am still here in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel, and it's, it's a big schos to be here, let me tell you. It's not easy, Baruch Hashem, because Chazal tell us, Eretz Yisrael is Nikna B'Yisurim. Yeah. So, uh, however difficult it may be, Baruch Hashem, it is a wonderful, wonderful schos. I have had the schos of teaching um, for over 15 years already, Baruch Hashem, teaching much of Halacha, Hilcha Shabbos, Kashrus, Baruch Hashem, Zorcha, to write Sforim on it, had numerous koilos all over Yerushalayim, taught women in different sections of Yerushalayim as well. Uh, Baruch Hashem opened up yeshiva about five to six years ago, which I saw the need that we need to take boys who are great Geshmaka boys, but they want more than just Gemara. They want more than just learning Gemara. Of course they want Gemara, but they want more as well. And the goal of yeshiva by me, yeshiva based of it, is to give Yiddishkeit, to connect them with Hashem, to connect them with Yiddishkeit, connect them with Shabbos Kodesh, with Amunah Betochen, with Tefillah, with all that Yiddishkeit has to offer, which is so much. And let's tap into the beauty of Yiddishkeit, the color, the vibrancy, and let's enjoy it. My goal, I just had an interview uh, with a parent uh, just a few minutes ago, and they said to me, what's the goal of the yeshiva? What is your goal? What do you want every boy to come out with? And I said, very simple. I want every boy to come out with a love of Hashem and of Yiddishkeit. That's the goal. And everybody does it differently. Everyone serves Hashem in a different way. Everyone has a different neshama, a different root inside them. And that's the goal of what I do. Baruch Hashem is still able to give shiurim, whether it's Dafayomi, as you mentioned, and Hilcha Shabbos and Parsha videos and everything, and still writing Svarim Baruch Hashem. But we want to give us koiches to continue. Amen. Amazing Rabbi Weisenfeld, Mamash, such a chizuk, such an inspiration. Uh, I am aware that the Rabbi Bisha'at Tovah, Bezrat Hashem, very soon is uh, publishing a sefer about uh, Shabbat. If you could just tell Indeed. us a little bit more yes. about that. Yeah, so my one of my first books was actually Kashrus in the Kitchen. Very right. simple questions and answers on Kashrus. We then came out afterwards with a Svadic version, Kashrut in the Kitchen. And okay. I also have uh, books called the Pocket Halacha series. I have 17 in the series, going through different halachas of haircuts and cholamoid and brochas and yichud and hefashas chala and, and whatever. The I'm guessing it's English, right? It's in English. All in English. Oh, it's in English. I also also just recently came out with a book on Divrei Torah as well, which is Easy Messages, Stories on the Parsha. We're coming out soon in a book on Shemona Esra, 
so the Olam can daven with a bit more kavana, understanding the words and what's behind them. But like you mentioned, the Shabbos book has taken me almost 11 years. It's almost 600 pages. It's going to be quick and easy for people that want to be able to either review the halachas if they know them, or for the very first time, if they're finding it difficult, maybe we'll talk about that, to be able to open up a book that's got simple questions and answers on anything involved with food preparation in the kitchen, almost 600 pages, coming out in a few months for Ezra Hashem. Shabbat Shabbat, Rabbi. Amazing. You are inspiration. So uh, like was mentioned, we're going to be talking about Shabbat. So uh, one might ask, what is Shabbat? What makes it so beautiful? What are these people bragging about? Do you know? Wonderful question. Ah, Shabbos Kaidash. Well, Shabbos Bamanucha, Shabbos comes, rest comes. Yes. So one of the things I remember, I always said this over to the boys, and I think it resonates with many people as well. Rav Pinkas actually said this, Marshall. He said, imagine if you're going to a movie and it's a dark room and there's a big screen and they're showing all the colors and the lights on the, on the wall over there and it's very exciting. Somebody by mistake switches on the light. All of a sudden, the darkness turns to light and the screen, the picture, goes away. There's no more picture anymore. Says Rav Shinshan Pinkas, that's how Shabbos Kodesh is that. The whole week we're busy, we're running, we're working, we're doing things that we need to do, and that's okay. It's okay to do all those things. But sometimes we need to put on the light. The light needs to be able to dispel the darkness, and that is Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh, I always tell the boys, I have a, I have a daily vibe on Shabbos Kodesh. You can never get enough of it. Shabbos is a time that you connect with the Rabbi Nishalayim. Simple as that. Simple connecting with Hashem. And that's what it's all about. I, I give the marshal. Imagine a boy goes to yeshiva. And after a whole year of being yeshiva, he comes back. He comes home. And his parents are so excited. Yankala, you've come home for Shabbos. You've come home for a vacation, for Benazmanim, whatever. This is great. We're looking forward to spending time with you. And he you know, comes to the meal with a 600-page book and a novel. And he says, listen, dad and mom, I'm going to finish this book by the end of Shabbos. And they're like, what? I thought you want to spend time with us. And then he's on the couch and he's reading. He's gone to bed. He's sleeping next morning. He's reading again. And they're like, did you not come to spend time with us? Shabbos Kodesh is the time we spend with Hashem. It's when we connect with our creator. It's when we're so busy during the week, we stop, close the computer, close the phone, close everything, and just concentrate on who created you, capital W. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is, as we know, Chazal Telaf, Yushalmi, Gemara Nedarim, is the Yisoyed, it's the foundation of all Yiddishkeit. By the way, interesting note that I never heard anyone say, Oh, he's a shomer kashrus, or he's a shomer tefillin. He keeps tefillin. He keeps coat. You still, you normally say he's a shomer shabbos because shabbos is what represents the yid. And in fact, as I'll tell us, the makor, the source of all bracha is shabbos. You want to have bracha in your life? You want to have bracha and hatslacha and panasa? People are running around the world for brachas and to go to kibbutz tzaddikim, and they should because it's beautiful. But remember, shabbos kodesh has within it the most incredible beauty. The most incredible opportunity to connect with your creator. That Shabbos Kodesh. Wow. It's a source of all blessings, like the rabbi said. Very, very powerful and very, very, very true. So, so rabbi, one might ask, why is it so important to learn the halachot, the hilchos of Shabbat? Like the rabbi is publishing this book. Would it make my life more difficult? Oh, the more I know, the more obligations and responsibilities. Wouldn't it be simple just... What he answers, That's a great one. question, a great question, and an important one, and a very common one. Many people ask this, boys come to Yeshiva, and they're like, oh no, don't teach us Elcha Shabbos, we're not going to be able to do anything anymore. You will be surprised how many times the boys come over to me like, really? You're allowed to do that? 
Little do they realize, the more you learn, the more that it enables you to do. I always tell them, I said, I think I know Shabbos. I spent many years on Shabbos. I think I know Shabbos. Do you think I feel restricted for Shabbos? Do you think I feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. If I do this, that's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. I'll tell you something else as well. If you think about it, every Yontif, every festival has its mitzvah, right? We just had Pesach not long ago. Pesach, the mitzvah, is eating the matzah. And on Sukkot, we sit in the Sukkot and we shake the four species, the Dalad Minim. And Hanukkah and Purim, everything's got its specific mitzvah. If you would ask someone, what is the mitzvah of Shabbos? What am I meant to be doing? What are they going to say to you? I don't, that's a good question. Sleeping? Eating? What is the mitzvah of Shabbos? What is the mitzvah? So it's an interesting question. And Rav Shishra, again, brings, brings this question down. And Rav Shishra Pinker says, you know what the mitzvah is? To find Hashem. You know how? Because in every halacha that we have, that you're going to find the halacha about Shabbos, find Hashem. You open the fridge, the light might go on, finding Hashem. You tie your shoelaces, go be careful how to do it, you find Hashem. You put cholent, you put cholent on the hot plate. You make, you know, make a salad on Shabbos. All these things, wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you pick up, whatever you touch, whatever you say, it's all Shabbos Kodesh. Because the mitzvah of Shabbos is to find Hashem. And therefore, the details of the halacha are very important. I tell the boys two things. I give an example of what I say always. Um, imagine if uh, you're writing an email, very important email, a vital email for my business. This has the potential of making millions of dollars. All I have to do is send the email by 4 p.m. today. Got, they'll get the email, they'll review it. There's a big chance I'm going to make millions of dollars. That's a very important email. I'm going to go over every word, make sure it's right, written nicely, respectfully, correctly. And then I'm going to send the email before four o'clock. Make sure I get it in. And then I'm going to hopefully open up my Tehillim and Daven that it's successful. That's what, that's the plan. What happens the next morning when I don't get a reply? So I call up the company and I say, hey, did you get my email? And then I can say, so we didn't get it. What do you mean? I sent it. Uh, no, we didn't get it. Which email address did you use? So I repeat the email address and they say, no, you missed out one period, one dot. Oh, come on. It's only one period. What's this one dot? What's the big deal? The answer is when something's important, every detail is important. Ask an artist, someone who's painting a picture. They'll tell you the same thing. An artist will tell you it's about the detail. A great artist looks at detail. Someone who understands what Shabbos is, who appreciates the opportunity for Shabbos and wants to get closer to Hashem, will take every detail of Shabbos, the small details, and will take them, understand them, want to learn them and implement them in his life. In fact, somebody told me, not so long ago. This is amazing. He became religious. So I always ask the question, you know, uh, why did you become religious? What was it? You know, I just asked someone that a few minutes ago, actually. He left Tel Aviv. He decided, that's it. I'm becoming religious. And I always ask why. What was it? Who did you hear? What speech did you hear? What did you see? What caused it? This guy said to me, you know why I keep Shabbat? You know why I decided to become religious? Because of the halachas of boira. Boira means to separate on Shabbos. And what? That's that's what caused you to become Shemesh Shabbos. That doesn't make any sense. Sometimes you hear these crazy stories. They saw some amazing act. They're like, wow, I want to be like that. You saw someone, the halachas, separating the cucumbers from the tomatoes. That's why you want to become religious. That makes no sense. He said to me, listen to what he said. He said, if there's a God out there, that it makes a difference to him. If you take the cucumbers out of the tomatoes or the tomatoes out of the cucumbers, if you're sad, which one you're eating now and which one you're not, we're not going to go into halachas, obviously, then that's a God that I want to follow because the details matter to him. When you are having a, when you've got a company and you've got workers and you have to unfortunately sell some of those workers to leave, 
Which of the workers is he going to keep? The ones that focus on detail, the ones that care, they put in the effort. So yes, the halachas are many, and there's many of them, but you know something? We don't have to know them right now. We have to work on knowing them slowly. Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't want us to be perfect now. He wants us to eventually be perfect, but we have to be trying. So even if it means, and I tell people this, you know, open up a halacha book, whether it's my book or with any other book out there, there's amazing Hilcha Shabbos books. And just learn a few halachas every Shabbos with the family or with yourself or every day, whatever you can do, you will see eventually, you'll start getting the feel of it. You'll see it's not restrictive. You'll learn that you can actually do more than what you think you can't do. And in Hashem, all the bracha will come to your life because of this. Amazing. I mean, I was going to ask the rabbi, are the basics enough? But after the rabbi's answer of every single detail and care, I guess that answer is that, uh, you know, start with the basics and then grow from there and uh, try to be perfect. Right, rabbi? You would agree with that? Okay. So, so the question, rabbi, is that how about inspiring others to keep the details of Shabbat, of Shabbos? Is, uh, any suggestions, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker that hasn't, you know, seen the light or understood the greatness of this amazing day? What do you suggest uh, for them? So it's very hard to describe it in words. You know, to describe what Shabbos is in words is difficult. The best thing would be to invite them over to Shabbos. And of course, with the correct halachas of how to do that. But if you're not able to do that, you to give them the appreciation of realizing that, um, you know, it, it, I'll just give you an example. You know, somebody asked the Chavetz Chaim this question. They said, the mon that came down in the Midbar, in the wilderness, when Kalali Yisrael got the mon, when the spiritual food that they got, the physical food that came from heaven. So um, the way that you wanted it to taste, whatever you thought about, that is how it tasted. You wanted it to taste like pizza, like pizza, sushi, sushi, burgers, steak, whatever you wanted. It was great. So they asked the Chavetz Chaim, what happens if you didn't think of anything when you ate it? You just ate it. Like many of us do, right? We just eat. Who thinks about things? Which bracha? How to make the bracha? Do I have to make another bracha? We just eat. So somebody asked the Chavetz Chaim, what happens by the mon? If I didn't think, what did it taste like? And the Chavetz Chaim said it tasted of nothing. And the Chavetz Chaim added, Shabbos Kodesh is the same. If you don't think about it, it's not going to taste good. It's not automatically there. You need to put in the effort. You need to do something. So if you want to try and inspire somebody else, tell them about you have a day that you're able to connect with yourself, with your families, and with the Creator. And with the Melech Melech what greater example could there be of that? Then, then, then realizing that's where everything comes from. And, and you know something, the fact that there are so many halachas that we mentioned before means that Hashem really cares about our Shabbat. It bothers Him. He wants us with Him. He wants us close to Him. And that's why, I, you know, such a big fan of, like, people should, like, start preparing for Shabbos and, and getting to Shabbos early as well. Because, like, imagine if a person's elderly parents were coming to visit him far away and he's not at the train station to greet them. Or he's not by his front door to open the door when they come in. What respect does that show to Shabbos Kodesh? So to show somebody else, explain to them what it is to have Shabbos Kodesh. You know, the Rabbi Nishalolam Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. In fact, the Orachayim HaKadosh says, very amazing Orachayim HaKadosh, without going into detail. But he says an amazing thing and he brings riots, which proves that we're not going to talk about. But he says that, in fact, Orachayim HaKadosh says, the world was only created to last for six days. It was meant to just disintegrate and crumble at the seventh day. But Shabbos came along, and Shabbos gave it the concrete ability to continue. Therefore, says the Orachim HaKadosh, when you keep Shabbos, you're actually like Chazal, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, test. the Gemara says that when you keep Shabbos, you're a shutaf, you're a partner with Hashem. What do you mean I'm a partner with Hashem? What, because I keep Shabbos, 
I'm a partner in the creation of the world with Hashem. How does that make sense? The answer is very simple. What we just said, that by keeping Shabbos, Shabbos concretes the world to continue for another six days until next Shabbos. Says the Orachim, because the Shabbos is the cement of the world. It's the day we connect with our Creator. It's the day that we taste so much of Yiddishkeit, so much of ourselves and everything else. It's one seventh of our lives. It has to be Gishmak. It is Gishmak. We have to think about it. We have to work on it. We have to consciously do something to be able to affect that. And Be'ez Hashem, we see so much the Shmaya, guys that put effort into it, people that put effort into their Shabbos Kodesh see so much bracha in their lives and in Shabbos Kodesh as well. How about the rabbi and little children or even teenagers in the family? They excite them about the Shabbat and, and Shabbos and for them not having their phones and not having the computers and technology. How does one inspire uh, the family members? So the general rule with these sorts of things is you never take something away from someone unless you replace it with something else, right? It's a rule in Kirov, it's a rule of, you know, trying to get people closer to Hashem in all sorts of ways. So how does that work in Shabbos? Like you said, beautiful question, really good question. You've got teenagers, you've got people that are addicted to their phones, e-cigarettes, you know, in, in general, how do they connect? How do you want to do it? So one of the ways, and this is something that, again, we all have to work on. It's not something that comes naturally. It's something that we have to work on. Is that is making excitement in the house for Shabbos. Shabbos should be the kids feel that it's Gishmat that Shabbos is coming. If the, if the kids feel, and by the way, I don't have to tell you, because anybody with kids knows that kids have amazing antennas that can pick up anything. If they pick up that, oh, Shabbos is coming, you know, they say a, a, they say a story about a, a family that made a early Shabbos for the kids. You know, sometimes when Shabbos comes in late. In America, it doesn't come in so late, but in England, sometimes it can come in 9, 10 o'clock at night. So it's impossible to have the young kids stay up. So you meet, you, you can make, and I've done it sometimes in even my house in Eretz Yisrael, because sometimes, you know, the younger, younger little kids, they want to have Shabbos, but it's really late for them, and they have to go to bed. So you make like a mock Shabbos table, and you make tablecloth, and kiddish, and a little challah, and little kids are over there. So there was a story one time of somebody that did that, and they had their like five-year-old and six-year-old sit at the table, and it was very cute, they put candles there, it was beautiful. And a little, you know, Shabbos Tati gets up. He's a seven-year-old boy. He gets up, he makes Kiddush, and he copies his father exactly. Exactly how his father made Kiddush. That's how he made Kiddush. It was beautiful. So amazing. He made the Kiddush. He drank the grape juice. He sat back on his chair, and he said, Whew, I had a hard week. That's what he picked up from his parents. That's from his father. That's amazing. Okay, nothing wrong. But the, the, the kids pick up everything, which means that if they pick up the excitement of Shabbos, and they see how excited we are to prepare, to clean, to cook, to do everything for Shabbos. And automatically that translates them being excited for Shabbos. Buy candies, buy chocolates, buy snacks, buy treats. Let them feel that Shabbos is Gishmak. They look forward to Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, we get a Shabbos treat. We get something special. A new book. We'll read it on Shabbos on the couch. Whatever it may be. Everyone to their own. and Everyone's got their own situation and their own, you know, koichas and nefesh, what they can do on themselves and their children. But I think if we create that atmosphere that it's exciting, we sit around the table and we talk, not only politics, not only about this, that, and the other, Mavetis vacation, but more about, you know, everything that needs to be talked about. And there's a connection there. The kids are going to look forward to that. They're going to be excited to that. That's what we have to do. Amazing, Rabbi Eisenfeld, powerful. At our home, what we do is we have the Shabbat parties and we have candies, like the rabbi mentioned. It's a sweet day, so you get sweets. We give them sweet drinks during the week. They don't have that. Rabbi, so many gems. We have a minag, we have a custom, Chazak Torah talks. One final message. I wish this could go on forever, but unfortunately, we're limited time on both ends. <laughs> Just one message, I guess, would be like this. I'll, I'll say it in a story that there was a... Um, 
there was a, a family that uh, their son got engaged to a wonderful, wonderful girl. And the time came for the girl to join her future parents-in-law for Shabbos Kodesh. So the son went away for Shabbos. And this was a Hasidish family. So the meaning was that the, the, the Hassan went away. And the Kala comes for Shabbos to get to know the future family, her future mother-in-law, father-in-law, brothers and sisters and all and whatever. So she comes to the house. She knocks on the door in the of Shabbos. It's about an hour, an hour and a half before Shabbos. She wanted to come too early. She knocks on the door and she hears panic. Oh my gosh, she's here. She's here. Quickly, everybody's running, flying backwards and forwards. She's like, oh my gosh, uh, were they not expecting me? This is crazy. Anyway, after a few minutes, her future mother opens the door. Oh, how are you? Been waiting for you. She's great. So happy that you're here. This is wonderful. She's like, okay, fine. Shows her to her room. She comes down a few minutes later. She figures, you know, at the time of candle lighting, her future mother will light candles and the men will go to shul. She'll be able to schmooze with the kids. You know, with the mother-in-law and sister-in-laws and everyone. And the mother-in-law, future mother-in-law says, listen, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's been such a terrible week. It's hard, whatever. I've been working all week. I'm going to go for a little bit of a sleep now. We'll speak later. She says, okay, fine. At the meal, they get to the meal. She figures, okay, now we're going to get to know everyone. This is great. And at the meal, they're talking about politics, the latest news, the latest elections, who's going to be elected. She's like, oh, come on, really? I want to get to know the family, where they are, to what they're doing, whatever. After the meal, the men go to the Yechassid Shatish, that's the minig, and the women have gone to sleep because they're exhausted again. The same thing follows one after the other until Motta Shabbos comes, about five minutes before Shabbos goes out. They're already standing by her entrance of her bedroom, already to like take the bedding out and wash it in the washing machine. Now, let me ask you, how welcome will she feel in that house? Not very welcome. And the question we have to ask ourselves, how welcome does Shabbos feel in our homes. We want Shabbos to be welcome. We want Shabbos to come back. We want Shabbos to embrace us and the Kedusha of Shabbos with all the brachas that Shabbos has together with it. So many people used to come to the Chobetz Chaim with all sorts of questions and they needed, you know, so much help. And the Chobetz Chaim always said, learn Shabbos, keep Shabbos, start Shabbos a bit early, show your anticipation, your excitement for Shabbos changes everything. Let's have a Mitzvah Shem after this with your help. Amazing what you're doing. I'm so excited to be here. That emits Hashem, the Kedusha of Shabbos, the Halachas of Shabbos, and Shabbos in general should be so much more elevated in our lives as Hashem. Amazing, Rabbi Avi, we live for what he did, what inspiration about the source of all blessings. Shabbat Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh. I want to thank you for all that you do for Kalei Sar, Rabbi. Everything you do for the Jewish people, the amazing yeshiva, the amazing shiurim, the dafyomi, the parsha videos, the sfarim, Hashem should give you a lot of koach energy to continue spreading Yiddish guys all over the world. Want to remind everyone, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single Tuesday night, Kazakh Torah Talks with special guests, Baruch Hashem, amazing rabbin, gedolim, speakers on the program. And uh, we want to thank our platforms, all the podcast players for hosting this, a special shout out to Tori Time, we appreciate it. As well, shout out to Daily Giving, a dollar day goes a very, very far away. A special shout out and thank you to all the entire Kazakh team and uh, back and office, we really appreciate your work. And we want to remind you the mission of Kazakh, this is right now, prime time. To help inspire, guide, and change the lives of the thousands of Jewish kids, tens of thousands of Jewish kids in public school systems. Baruch we have Sunday school, teens division programs, after school programs. We have a yeshiva placement division, Baruch Hashem. Over 1,500 kids from public school to yeshiva the last few years alone. But we could do much more. If you have a family member, a friend, a neighbor, reach out to Chazak with the queue. We'll do everything and anything we can, based in Queens, with spreading Torah and, and, and Chizuk all over the world. Once again, thank you, Rabbi Weisenfeld. Thank you. I will definitely be at the Torah.